Today on Travel Time, we're going to take a Alaskan cruise and talk about embarking on the Disney Wonder and a little bit about the ship itself as we went on for our Alaska cruise. So our last episode, we talked a little bit about Vancouver, which was the port that we took out of. And we got up and we actually were able to, we mentioned this in the last episode, but we were able to take a shuttle straight from our downtown Hampton Inn hotel that we stayed at. A lot of the downtown's hotels have shuttles. They have a lot of people that embark on cruises from there. So you might check wherever you stay to see if there's a shuttle that can help get you there a little bit easier on the morning of embarkation. Canada Place is where all of the cruise ships take out of in, uh, Vancouver. So as I mentioned, we had gone by there the day before to kind of get the lay of the land. When you arrive, so when we were there the day before, there were no signs or anything that indicated where ships were. And so we were a little confused and hoping that there would be more direction when we got there the next day. There was. So when we arrived on the morning that our ship was actually there, we saw signs all over the place that said Disney Cruise Line and were kind of giving direction to where the lines were. And you do walk through a pretty long haul. So when you get there and you're walking for a while, don't be alarmed. But you will see the signs. And it's a different setup if you're used to going on Disney Cruise Line cruises out of Port Canaveral, for example. The setup is a little different. Obviously, in Port Canaveral, Disney has their own place that's all decorated with all the Disney stuff and everything like that. And you'll see that a little bit with the signs and stuff like that. But it's not a Disney exclusive waiting area per se. And so the setup is a little different instead of the couches and things like that. There are folding chairs and it has more of kind of like a convention area kind of feel and with the chairs all set up. So the one thing I will mention that when we first got there, we had an early arrival time and we were one of the, some of the first people there. We were in boarding group five. By the time they actually started calling boarding numbers, there were so many people that it was hard to get to the boarding area if you were sitting kind of far back. So if you have an early boarding number and you get there and there aren't very many people there, I would sit kind of close to the boarding area because it, we had to climb over people <laughs> to try to get there. We actually got up from our seats. We saw that it was going to be difficult and got up from our seats when they called boarding group four and started making our way towards the front and just barely got there by the time it was five and we were only a couple rows away. Just a tip there. Other than that, it was orderly and efficient. There weren't a lot of issues What's kind of nice because sailing out took us out past a lot of Vancouver's coastlines, some of which we had seen on the days before and some of which we hadn't. So that was nice. This was our first time on the Wonder, but it was our fourth Disney cruise. We were not, we were used to Disney cruises and we've been on the Magic a couple times where the layout is very similar. We had cabin 2126. It's on the second floor and it's not a veranda. You'll hear a lot of people tell you you have to have a veranda to do a Disney cruise in Alaska or any kind of cruise in Alaska. And a veranda would have been nice. I won't lie about that, but it was a $4,000 price difference between a veranda and an outside stateroom. So we went with the outside stateroom to save that money. And really, it was fine because we were hardly ever in the room. And when we were in places where we could watch wildlife and stuff, we just went up to the fourth floor, which was our room was very close to the stairwell, very close to the elevators, and was a really quick up two flights of stairs or up in the elevator if we didn't feel like doing the stairs and right there at the door for four. Because if you're by the stairwell, you're right by the door to get out on four to see the view that's going by. In addition to that, we had on the second deck, they have one large porthole instead of two small portholes. So you do get to see quite a bit out of that porthole. 
Um, as far as really like if you're whale watching or something, it's better to go up on deck, but it was an, it was a very nice view. So in, in short, if you have a choice between going on an Alaskan cruise in an outside stateroom versus not going on one at all, I would go with the outside stateroom. You'll definitely have a great time. We didn't have any issues with not being able to find a place to see things on deck, which was one of the stories I had heard before and was just kind of worried about, but it was no absolutely no problem for us. The other thing, other than the elevators that we were close to that made it really convenient, was the laundromat. And so I'm normally not a proponent of doing a lot of laundry on vacations, but on this vacation, we were taking a two week trip and traveling cross country. So we didn't really want to lug two whole weeks worth of clothes cross country, um, nor in some cases did we have enough to kind of get us through two weeks with certain things that we were going to use. So we planned all along to try to have a half the trips close and then on the basically the day after we got on we did a quick load of laundry so the first day we were on the ship is a day at sea and you go through the inside passage up towards all the port towns in Alaska and it's a perfect time to do a little bit of laundry especially because it was on our floor a couple doors down far enough down that we never heard it not even once but close enough that it was really easy to just run down there and put stuff in the one thing that's really cool about the app is you can use your key to the world card to operate the washer and dryer. It's actually the only way you can do it. You can also purchase soap if you need it. We actually brought soap. We put some soap in a ba- in a Ziploc bag and put it in our luggage, and we were able to use that to save a little bit because the soap's kind of expensive, just like every watermat. But the nice thing is it will show up in the Disney Cruise app, It'll send you an alert when it's almost time for you to get your stuff out of the washer. So if you can, if you're up on deck four, looking over the side of the boat, and your laundry's about to be done, you'll get a little alert in your app, and that way you know to kind of head down. And it also keeps the washer and dryer for the most part from being full of other people's stuff and that's just done and they're not retrieving it. So it helps with the efficiency a bit. We did. I think it was three loads of laundry that one day and then we were set for the week. It was great and it really didn't impose on our vacation. We took, I guess I should mention this, we took a nine-night Disney cruise and it was the only nine-night that was offered on the 2019 itineraries. We took it mostly because it went to Hubbard Glacier. So it went to Hubbard Glacier and it also went to Sitka, which I think the cruise line hadn't been to in several years. We We really wanted to see Hubbard and that's the only time it was offered. Plus, we really were just looking forward to a little bit longer cruise because we've never been to Alaska and we love cruising. One fun thing for us is 2126 Muster was in anim- the animator's palette. We have been trapped the last, the last two cruises before that. We were in spots where the sun was in our eyes and it was really hot in the Caribbean waiting for our muster station on deck. And so we were actually kind of happy, even if it wasn't necessarily those kinds of weather conditions to have a nice table to sit at, um, to wait and hear all the instructions. I will give you a tip. If you're in Animator's Palette, there are a lot of people that are in Animator's Palette for that. And only the first few people, the first people that get there get tables. Everyone else stands around the edges. If you feel like your kids would do better sitting at a table, make sure you're down at muster a few minutes before four, as opposed to right at four, because most people wait till the last minute and you won't get a chair. The Wonder, as I mentioned before, is very similar in layout to the Magic. Um, we've been on the magic a couple times, like I said, we were really excited to be in Tiana's place on the first night because that is the one restaurant that's unique only to the wonder. And it's awesome. The menu is really great. The whole feel of that restaurant is very nice. It just, it's very energetic and 
the jazz band that plays is great. It's really not so loud that you can't carry on a conversation, but it just provides a really nice ambiance to the restaurant. So we liked it all around. I especially like the beignets for dessert, which are available on Mardi Gras night, but are also available on other nights. We also tried a character breakfast, which we've never done on a cruise before because my children are older and we just haven't messed with it on other cruises. But for this long one, we thought it might be fun. So only two of us wanted to get up early to go to it. So we just took two people out and it just, it took the time as a normal breakfast and it was just kind of fun to see um, the characters walk around. My kids are old enough that we don't wait in line for characters ever. If we walk by and there's no line, we might get our picture taken with them, but we don't spend time on cruises waiting in line. The only exception is on this cruise, they're dressed in their Alaska garb. So we did stop and get pictures with a few um, the characters in their Alaska garb. As well as one of one of my sons and my husband were in the elevator with Alaska Mickey <laughs> on the way down from one of the decks when we were at Hover Glacier, which was kind of funny. The thing that I will tell you not to miss when you're on the Wonder and it's a sea day or it's a port day and you're back in the boat is the naturalists. It's the one thing that's really unique to Alaska, to the Alaska itinerary. So we had a on the first part of the trip we had someone who is a native of Sitka, and she was talking about the bears in the area, how to identify them, where you see them, the dangers of bears and things like that. It was a really nice presentation. It was done in the D lounge. Just really helpful to tell everybody about her knowledge about bears. The other one, when she got off to go back home and another person got on and he was a naturalist that did glaciers and whales. And when he, he did a presentation on glaciers the day before Hubbard or the night before Hubbard, And then he did a presentation on whales after we were sailing out of the Hubbard area. He was incredibly knowledgeable and it was just a really great presentation that we attended. The other thing that was really cool is with the day that we were at Hubbard Glacier, he was on the loudspeaker on the ship. And if you were out viewing the glacier on the open decks, you could hear his commentary and he was talking about why some of the ice looked you know, quote unquote dirty because of the silt and everything and why, how the calving was working. It was, it was a really big enhancement to our day. Yeah. We just loved it a lot. And I'll talk about it a little bit more when I, on, when I talk about Hubbard in a future podcast, but the little extras on that cruise, like when we're sailing around in Hubbard, in front of Hubbard, they were handing out hot chocolate and people were, um, as I said, there was a commentary going on. And I kind of think that if you were in a veranda category, you may not have been able to hear that as well. And it probably would have detracted a little bit because it was just really interesting to hear all the science behind it and see it while you're while you're listening to that. The um, inside passage when you're sailing through on that first sea day um, is land on both sides pretty much all the time. And we found the waters are fairly calm. It's also a great place to find orcas. So I've heard that it's not always possible to see orcas. They just kind of have to be there at the right time. But we saw a ton of them. Um, We saw at one point a pod of like five or six playing in the wake of the ship and swimming alongside the ship. And then we watched them kind of jumping in and out of the water as the ship went past. And a couple other times we saw like a couple at a time, smaller pods like swimming near the ship as well. I would venture to say during that entire first day at sea, we probably saw eight at least. And I think my son said he saw eight, 13, but he was out trying a little bit harder. (laughs) So you can definitely see them. What I will tell you is later in the trip, 
humpbacks are more pop, more popular in those areas, like around Juneau and all the areas a little bit further north. It's humpbacks that you'll most likely see. It's a lot rarer to see the orcas up that far north. So I did run into a few families who said they hadn't seen any orcas on the whole trip because like on that first sea day, they were hanging out of the pool or something like that. And you just really don't see them in the other places. Um, and when the way back, we came back on the Pacific side and down to Victoria. So we didn't go back through the inside passage and there really weren't as many kind of in the open, like they're not as common to see in the ocean part as they are in the bays. So definitely take advantage on that first at sea day and don't spend all the time on deck. You'll be tempted to because it's a cruise ship and there are a lot of fun things going on, but really just enjoy some of the scenery as it go pa- goes past and keep an eye out for whales are not uncommon to be seen. So keep an eye out. We had on the end of our first at sea day, we did formal night and we actually do dress up for at least formal night just for fun. And we usually get a nice family picture taken when we did it. Um, a lot of people are worried about formal night. Not everyone does do dress up on formal night, but we do kind of enjoy the chance to kind of have the one day to get all dressed up and nice. And like a couple people in our family would rather do like a sport coat. I do a nice dress and we just kind of do what we feel like doing. It's pretty fun. And I, again, it's a really nice family picture. We almost always get the photo package before we get on board. And then that way when we get pre before dinner pictures or they take our picture during dinner or the embarkation photos, we get all of those. I've stopped doing it when we do the shorter cruises just because we cruise fairly often. For example, if we do did like this year, we that we did the Alaska cruise and a cruise in the winter time. And I didn't need two family pictures from that year necessarily. So rather than torture my family with a lot of pictures. I only did the photo package for the Alaska trip and I more than got my money's worth for the amount of money we paid. We got a ton of professional photos from them and I didn't have to worry about always having my camera out and taking it. I could let them take it and then just take home the good ones. They basically on the last day before you go to breakfast, you go down to the um, photography place. They have a thumb drive for you, a USB drive, and it has all your pictures on it and you just take it and you go home with it. It's great. I highly recommend it, especially if you want to get a lot of pictures and if you have kids who are into character meet and greets, it's even more worth it because there you just get them all and you can have whatever, do whatever you want to do with them. So our rotation was Tiana's Place, Triton's, and Animator's Palace. So we ended up in Triton's on our um, formal night day, which was kind of nice. I, I don't think it makes a huge difference, but it was kind of, it's a, the fancier restaurant. So we were in there for that day. Some of our favorites on the Wonder. So... When we sailed, it was a couple of weeks before they did the changeover to the French Quarter Bar. But when we were on, it was the Promenade Lounge. And I think it's mostly the same. The decorations are just different. It's still kind of the same function. It just looks a lot nicer now. But for the my sons and my husband especially, they loved to kind of... Obviously, they got ready for dinner probably faster than me because I had to dry my hair and everything. But they would go up there and wait before we went to dinner for me to finish getting ready. And again, it was like right above our room because we were in two. And all we had to do was go up the stairway to the promenade lounge. And most of the restaurants are right off of it. So they would go up and meet me. And usually they would have something like a nacho bar or some kind of pre-dinner snacks. And they would maybe sit there and look out the windows and watch for whales and have a little snack together. It, it was kind of their evening bonding thing that they did. And I can tell you, if we had we were on a cruise, not... The winter after the Alaska cruise, we were on a Caribbean cruise on the Dream, and they do not have a promenade lounge, nor does Fantasy. 
And we really missed it. They really missed being able to have that place to hang out right before dinner together to kind of switch gears. I do, I do like that piece of the Wonder and Magic a bit more. The other thing we like a lot on the Wonder and the Magic is the sports bar. So on the Wonder, it's called the Crown and Finn Pub. The pubs on the Wonder and the Magic are pretty spacious and really well suited to the trivia games that are held there pretty frequently for adults, as well as just kind of the adult entertainment or if you're on board and there's a big game. So um, like when we in the winter, there's almost always a big football game or something going on because it's usually over Christmas break. And on the Dream and the Fantasy, the space is just not as good. So it's it's probably almost the same space, but there's more passengers. So it's much more crammed and it's more of a skinny layout that runs alongside of another area. And so everyone's kind of crammed in there and it's really uncomfortable when you're doing trivia and it's, it's really just not a good place to just hang out. We probably spend a ton of our adult only time in the Crown and Finn pub playing games or what, or doing trivia, things like that. We don't do it as much on the fantasy and the dream because it's just, it's too tight and it's not, it's not pleasant to have to like stand and hold your, hold your paper for trivia in the air and stuff like that. It's still a nice area. It's just not for the thing we're usually in there for. It's not as great. We did try the Cadillac lounge this time. So every ship has kind of a lounge and the lounge is usually one place where kids aren't allowed ever. Um, so like so every once in a while, there'll be something in the Crown and Finn that kids are allowed to, not very often. And another bar I'll talk about in a minute, they, they're frequently in. But the, the Cadillac lounge is just adults and they frequently have little bands that come in and play, like do covers or jazz bands or things like that. And it's just a really nice place to find a comfy seat in the Cadillac Lounge, all the tables are look like tires and all the chairs are kind of fashioned in the manner of a Cadillac seat. Very comfortable, very easy to just relax in there and have a conversation. It's usually not too loud that you can't talk to each other, which is nice. And it's, and it's a nice place to get away. Like there's almost always a place you can go on the ship where you can kind of get away from kids if you want to. Not just yours, but like kids in general. And, but the Cadillac Lounge is one good place for that. And then Azure is their other bar. This is the one that during the day is like family activities, like bingo and silent DJ. Silent DJ is when you wear headphones and you turn it to whatever kind of music you want to listen to. And everyone has headphones on. So everyone's dancing, but everyone's not listening to the same music. If they have it on your cruise, try it. It's pretty fun. But they do also do bingo there. And in the night, in the evening, my husband and I are usually there quite a bit because they do some really fun game shows for adults only. So starting around, I can't remember if it's nine or 10, somewhere in that area, they have adult game shows. And it's real, usually really very funny. And if you go to them a lot, a lot of the same people come every night. So you kind of get to know some people, even if it's not on a personal level, like you end up in game shows with them and stuff through the week. And it is, it is fun. And like I said, just being on deck to one additional perk to it, you may not have a veranda, but you do have the ability to get to dining and bars and things like that quickly and come back down. So you can pop up for an event and then pop back down pretty easily. And it's a, just a quick walk to the deck four viewing area or the track is also on deck four. A couple other quick things to mention. The Walt Disney Theaters, where you're going to find shows like Frozen and Golden Mickey. We prefer personally the vir- the variety acts, the magicians and things like that, or the comedians that they sometimes have. Those are all really fun. We did not go see Frozen on this one because two boys and a lot of uh, trips to Disney, we are frozened out. It just doesn't really cater to the boy set very much, at least the older boys. So we didn't really do that or and we didn't really do the Frozen Duck Party either because it was just kind of too much. But never fear, we had fun in many other 
other places. One thing I do suggest about Walt Disney Theater is on the very first night you're on the ship, we almost always go, even if we don't necessarily want to watch the show that night, we a lot of times will show up for the first part of the show to kind of get a feel for the cruise director and kind of meet them with them on stage. The cruise director usually opens the first show of the cruise and talks a little bit about some of the stuff that's coming up on the cruise, things you might not want to miss, and just introduces themselves. And we find that to be kind of fun and also useful. Our boys on this cruise were, one of them was old enough for Edge and the other one was on that one year where they're old enough for Edge and old enough for Vibe. So he was kind of going to both. They spent a lot of time just together doing stuff, and um, but they did go to Edge quite a bit. They would go there and play some video games. They're not really as into the group activities, so they didn't do as many of those, but they did especially like the smoothie bar crashing day when the Edge goes into vibe and gets smoothies, um, things like that. So they were in the clubs, but maybe not in them all the time. The nice thing about them being so close in age is they, they kind of palled around quite a bit together. I spent quite a bit of time at the spa and at the fitness center. Those are both on nine as well. And one tip, because the first time I went on the magic, I didn't, I never did find the fitness center because I never, I couldn't figure out where it was on the map, which I know is hilarious. But they, in the, in the wonder and the, and the magic, in case you're having the same trouble I did, you have to actually walk all the way through the spa to the front end of the ship to get to the fitness center. So the nice piece is if you're doing the treadmill or biking, you're like looking at the ocean the whole time, but it's, there's no signs or anything that tell you how to get there or, and it kind of looks like you have to check in at the desk to get to anything in the spa area. You don't have to check in at the desk to go to the fitness area. You can just walk on through. And just, I'm just mentioning it because there are zero signs that say fitness center right here or walk on through to the fitness center. If Hopefully that will help someone else who runs into the same situation I did. And then Vibe is in the smokestack. So it's in on 11, but you enter on 10, we found out. So this was the first cruise where we had someone old enough for Vibe. So it was our first foray into it. But... I will have some more information in the coming podcast about some of the different cruises we did. I'll do those on separate episodes. But this um, this one was pretty much just covering our sea day and the ship itself. The Wonder is a great ship. It's not too huge. You can get around easily on it. And a lot of the floors, you can go from one end of the ship to the other without having to kind of go up an elevator, go down, and then go down the floor like you do on some ships. So really recommend the wonder we had a great time our serving team was awesome yeah we liked all the restaurants so i can't recommend it highly enough and we will be back soon i think our next podcast will be on ketchikan which was our first port and we'll talk a little bit about the excursion we went on there as well as just what we did in the city while we were visiting so happy travels